I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Last month, we told you how MBA grads globally were struggling to find jobs. Just to give you a quick recap, earlier the Financial Times had pointed out a trend where prestigious Ivy League schools like Harvard, Stanford, Yale, and MIT Sloan were seeing a drop in job placements. Even in India, for that matter, the IIMs had trouble finding summer internships for students last year. But things are shifting a little. Mint reports that the Indian institutes of management are slowly overcoming their placement worries. Yes, tech firms are still missing. Consulting firms are hiring less, and average salaries haven't really risen much from a year ago. But less school industries are hiring fresh graduates, such as the aviation sector. So it looks like IIMs have now tapped into a wider recruiter base, and they're insisting on fixed joining dates to protect their students. Like I said. MBA is going through a bit of an image problem. In all this, the Financial Times released this year's ranking of the world's best business schools. In India, the top spot went to no, not the IIMs, but India's best B school now is actually the Indian School of Business or the ISB, and globally it bagged the thirty-first position as well. It was also ranked the best place to get a jump in salaries. Let me tell you that unlike the IIMs. ISB's flagship MBA is just a one-year program, and this year the FT placed an emphasis on judging a B school by its value for money. IIM Ahmedabad, for example, was rated the best B school for career progression, even ahead of big names such as Stanford. So, could this be an indicator of things to come? The FT reported that applications for the MBA worldwide declined nearly five percent last year, and they had already fallen six point five percent in twenty twenty-two. And interestingly. Instead of this, part-time online and flexi MBA programs are seeing an overwhelming growth in demand. So perhaps the MBA isn't dying; it may simply be changing shape. For a degree that promises a high-flying career, more money, and a better life, why should those applying for one not demand more bang for their buck? For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday. From the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I am Shorbury, and this is the deep dive for 13 February 2024. SpiceJet has been in the news for quite some time now, but it really caught everybody's attention last month when a man flying from Mumbai to Bengaluru in a SpiceJet flight got trapped inside the airplane loop. Man, think about it. Isn't this stuff of nightmares? Getting stuck in a tiny lavatory for almost the entire duration of a flight. So apparently, the lock of the toilet door had jammed, and the poor man could only be rescued hundred minutes later after the flight landed in Bengaluru. And to no one's surprise, that incident got SpiceJet a lot of bad press. But honestly, the nineteen-year-old airline, which has been struggling to stay afloat, could have done without it. I mean, if you look at it. SpiceJet is already on a decline. According to a recent report in the Economic Times, the airline is sending away 15% of its workforce. That is nearly 1400 employees. Or in corporate lingo if I may, SpiceJet is trying to right size as its market share shrinks and operational costs mount. And allow me to break down the SpiceJet problem for you. So, in 
2018, the airline had 118 planes in its fleet flying 650 daily flights. But in 2024, SpiceJet is just a shadow of its former self, having only 34 planes flying 200 flights. However, the number of employees has reduced from 16,000 to only 9,000. So the layoffs here actually boil down to this. The significantly decreased aircraft operations versus the still substantial employee base. For that matter, to cut costs, SpiceJet is also reportedly letting go of some of its leased properties in Gurugram's Udyog Vihar. And what is particularly interesting is that the news of SpiceJet laying off employees is coming at a time when reports have suggested that the 2200 crore rupees fundraiser that the airline announced last December has hit turbulence. At the time of the announcement, SpiceJet had said that the idea of the fundraiser was to build a strong and viable airline. Of the 2200 crore rupees, half of that investment was to come from the husband-wife duo of Harihara and Preeti Mahapatra. But according to the morning context, quote, the Mahapatra family is having second thoughts about putting 1100 crore rupees in the airline. End quote. So in the absence of that money, SpiceJet won't be able to offer any meaningful competition to its rivals in the low-cost carrier space such as Indigo and Tata-owned Air India Express. Last December, SpiceJet had also announced its interest in acquiring the now-defunct airline GoFirst. The acquisition would have added 28 ready-to-fly planes to SpiceJet's fleet. That plan, which was audacious to begin with given SpiceJet's cash problems and several court cases, would be even more unlikely without the Mahapatra's investment. But for what it's worth, we still don't have the official word yet. Meanwhile, Indigo and Air India have cornered nearly 90% of India's aviation sector, effectively turning it into a duopoly. SpiceJet, on the other hand, currently holds only 5.5% market share. Moreover, low-cost carrier Akasa, which was launched during the pandemic, has quickly grown its market share to match that of SpiceJet. As we noted in our flagship newsletter, The Signal, it may be a good idea to launch an airline today rather than reviving an ailing one. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. This episode was researched and written by Anoop Semwal and Manaswini. Edited by Venkat Anand and Soumya Gupta. Produced by me, Shalpuri. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.